If one mentions spirit with a capital S in a Unitarian Universalist church, chances are better than quite good that among those present there will be a very broad response. Different ideas that are called to mind, different... uh, Images, maybe, understanding, certainly. About a month ago, I had the privilege of going to the uh, annual national conference. um, Or convention of Unitarian Universalists. We call that General Assembly. It happens once a year, and the Unitarian Universalists from all over the country come together. We worship, we study, um, we learn, we interact. I don't really know how many actually attended, but I know that they were expecting around 3,000 this year. And I know that in... One particular vote that we took, there were over 2,000 voting delegates, and not everyone who attends is a delegate. So, um, on one of the multi day long intensives that were offered at General Assembly that we call GA, um, one of them was a theology track called Theology for a Secular Age. It was led or presented by Reverend Dr. Galen Gingrich, who is the senior minister at All Souls Unitarian Church on the lower on the Upper East Side in Manhattan in New York. One thing he spoke about was that along the way we came to realize that the ancient wisdom traditions weren't enough by themselves. In and of themselves, they didn't offer us adequate answers for what we were discovering around us, the things that we were curious about, and what nurtured us. So we turned to science. Now, we are reaching a place at which we are discovering that science doesn't give us everything we need either. This is what Dr. Gingrich was saying, and this is something that was brought up in many ways in many places at General Assembly. didn't give us all we needed, couldn't save us, if you will. So we turn, you know, so what is happening now is that we are trying to marry the best of both. Not throw away our reason at all, but acknowledge that there are things beyond measure, that are significant in our lives. 
Whatever our understanding and whatever words we choose for describing or naming it, this part of meaning-making is being given new ground in both our churches and our association as a whole. The idea of that may not sit well with some of us. Nevertheless, it is clearly the motion of these times in our tradition. In the multicultural track of study, which was called soul work, someone speaking about the fact that this that a conventional faith no that this is that this is a covenantal faith. This person shared the idea that spirit is in the space between us. That we covenant to reverence that space and keep and save it for one another. We had some fun playing with that idea this week or recently because everything has space in it. No matter how crowded time becomes or, or the things around us feel, we know that there is space in everything. At a cellular level, molecular level, atomic level, there's space everywhere. What makes up that space, we don't really know. But I started wondering if spirit is in the space between you and I, and we're close together, is there more spirit between me and someone on the other side of the world? I mean, if uh, I don't have a resolution for that thought. It was just something that floated through there. But to unpack what all that means would take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of discussion because there would certainly be a whole lot of views about it. The point this panel and moderator were making is that fulfilling the the promise of our covenantal faith requires that we attend carefully to the systems of injustice in our midst and the hurts those systems have caused or continue to cause. It requires that we be prophets, daring to work in this life for not that, for now, so that we get brought closer to the principles that we stand for. The second principle being covenanting to affirm and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. This closer to the sixth principle, which is the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. In our personal spiritual practices, where the focus is necessarily one's own spiritual development and often particularly internal, we can set up a familiar rhythm and get comfortable with our disciplines and maybe relax a little bit into those aspects of our spiritual life. 
But isn't it reasonable to think that unlike our personal spiritual practices, in community, whether here at church together or in a broader community of city, state, country, world, universe, the focus must be outward. The priority must be the space between us. Not what's going on in my head, not what's going on in your head, but what what is happening between us, that dynamic. The spirit space. And it must be honored and deliberately attended with even more care and gentility than we give ourselves. Are we committed to doing that tending of spirit space between and among us? Another freestanding workshop at at GA was called Guess Who's Coming to Worship? It presented the story of the largest and fastest growing Unitarian Universalist church in the country which is All Souls in Tulsa. In June of last year, 2008, Reverend Marlon Lavener went to his congregation and asked them if it might be possible for them to merge with a church that had begun to meet there. In the summer, they cut back to uh, one service instead of two, and there was a worship time available, and an evangelical, previously Pentecostal church had begun to meet there because the minister of that church was beginning to have more universal universalist understanding of things and his congregation with televisions and and first name basis with Joel Osteen and and um, the other big media evangelists had begun to shrink He couldn't afford the building they had been in, and he had moved around a little bit with his congregation, the people that were staying with him. And they asked if they might meet at All Souls in Tulsa. As the ministers spent more time together, they found out that they had a great deal in common. And Reverend Lavenhar went to his church and asked, well, he said this, My point is not to get you to say hallelujah, It's to see if you have room in your heart and in your church for those who do. He wasn't asking a rhetorical question. We have a tendency to be open-minded and welcoming of everything except some of those Uh, 
Christian views that might be more frightening to us. The story is quite interesting, and we have a CD recording of it that I want to play for y'all. Uh, um, anyone who's willing to listen to it at some time in the near future, I'm not doing that today. Um, but it asks, it, it calls the question, begs the question, how open are our hearts to whatever we might be called to do? How much a part of our spiritual lives is spirit? The honoring of that space between us, no matter who we are. As a part of General Assembly, I took, I participated in a demonstration, and they call those at General Assembly public witness. And I'm thinking they probably call that throughout the denomination. This, dem- this was like a march from the convention center to a park with an amphitheater, and I would love to tell you more about that event. But the, a campaign that was focused on for all of General Assembly was one called Standing on the Side of Love. This demonstration, this public witness, was for that campaign. This campaign deals with immigrant rights, rights of, diff, uh, uh, well, those um who are oppressed no matter what the circumstances are. We also made phone calls to senators and sent emails. Um, The speaker for the WARE lecture series, which is incredible. If you ever get to look up the WARE lectures online, do. The speaker for that lecture, that, that service, was Melissa Harris Lacewell. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a uh, political analyst and is often seen on um, some of the news channels. Melissa Harris Lacewell pointed out, because of the things that were going on with the Supreme Court hearings, that if we cannot yet imagine a Supreme Court entirely made up of black or Latino, gay women, then we have not moved beyond our biases and our prejudices. We still have them. On Sunday, June 27, 2008, July 27, 2008, one year ago, a man walked into the Tennessee Valley Unitarian Universalist Church and opened fire. Two very dedicated Unitarian Universalists were killed. One was an usher from that church. One was a woman visiting from another church because they were doing a, a special service. A, a Annie, I think. The musical. Um, 
A week and a half ago, in preparation for the anniversary of that event, the minister of that church, of Tennessee Valley Church, Reverend Chris Buse, sent out an email promoting the Standing on the Side of Love campaign. This is a portion of what he wrote. In the aftermath of that tragic morning, the surrounding community embraced us. We kept our hearts and our doors open, and love came rushing in from every direction. One year later, I remain deeply grateful for the countless hugs, cards, meals, and prayers that sustained us. I could not have known then that our commitment to love in the face of violence would inspire the Unitarian Universalist Association to launch the Standing on the Side of Love campaign. I couldn't be more pleased, however, because experience has taught me that brokenness can only be healed with love. Unfortunately, our experience is not unique. People across the nation face exclusion, oppression, or violence because of their immigrant status, sexual or gender orientation, religion, race, political views, among other identities. Such dehumanization must be challenged. This campaign invites people of every faith and belief to stand together in the name of love. Our nation is at a critical moment when our collective voice and action can heal families, towns, cities, states, and nations. One week after the shooting, I returned to the pulpit to rededicate our sanctuary. I said a man came into this space with a desire to do an act of hatred, but he has unleashed unspeakable amounts of love. Reverend Buse then invites us to join with him in that unleashing of love. I have links and things for connecting up with that campaign if any of you are interested, and I'll be glad to give them to you after the service. In the Christian Testament, Matthew 18, 20, we read that where two or more are gathered in the name of the sacred and agree on something, there too we might find the essence influence, benefit, and power of encompassing reality. God, Yahweh, Brahman, the Tao, the cosmic consciousness, the ground of being, and that which defies naming, description, or comprehension. From the Hebrew Testament, Proverbs 24, 3 through 4, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. 
The wisdom of our tradition is calling us to re-examine treasures we may have cast aside, Pursuit of truth and knowledge require that we continue to grow, that we challenge ourselves to incorporate new ideas and approaches perpetually. Spirit is in the space between us. We covenant to reverence that and save that space for one another. How open are our hearts? Is there room in our comfortable patterns for change and deeper inclusion? Where is the spirit of this church? For where spirit is honored, life expands.